Father, we, we declare that this praise pause does not do justice to how booming and magnificent and dope you are. And so, God, we, we just wanted to pause as the pilgrim people of God and say, we believe you today. Um, we want to magnify you, not because it adds to you, but because of who you are. And so, God, today as we dive into this new series, will the magnification of you be primary and clear in relation to you developing, particularly women, to be all that you want them to be. Help the fellas not to check out, but check in, because this is going to be a time where we share with you your heart and your mind for them to be everything that you've called them to be. So, Father God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, God, our strength. Somebody say, our strength. Our, strength. our, redeemer, our redeemer. In whom we trust. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen, amen. You may be seated just for a moment. Just a couple of things. Uh, how many of you are glad to be in the Lord today? We could have kept going for like another hour. Um, um, I just, it's just good to be in this. I'll be selfish, you know, I'll be like, I ain't, you know. You know, but um, God is so good, and it's something about just reveling in his presence. Um, if you know the Lord, God is your Savior, and you've ever experienced just spending time with him, and especially in the corporate body where he decides, even though he's already here, that he's going to make his presence more clearly known, uh, it's a wonderful thing to come together with the saints like they did in Acts 4. And the place was shaken during their prayer and worship of the Lord. And so if something happens during worship, and that's our next series, so I won't preach that now. Um, I think that's our next, yeah, that's our next series. So um, I'm really, really excited about it. Just a few things. Um, uh, my sister Liza, this is her last Sunday with us, and she's going to Houston. Um, I know you're embarrassed. Don't nobody care. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But well, we love you and look forward to seeing what God does with you. She looks like she's going to be co connecting with one of our sister churches, uh, uh, um, Crossover Bible Fellowship, with Pastor Blake Wilson as the pastor. So we're excited for her and just pray God's grace on her journey. Uh, yesterday, we buried a friend and a brother, Mark Rainey. Uh, some of y'all know him as the bootleg DVD salesman. Um, but it was a phenomenal Shut up, y'all. Y'all are so crazy. Um, but, you know, God did so much in his life. I remember when he trusted Christ a few years back, and um, it's just phenomenal to see his growth. may not have been the growth you wanted him to have, um, but it's the growth that he had. And he knew Jesus Christ as his Savior. And uh, a bunch of his family got saved yesterday. So it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Wonderful, wonderful time. Wonderful time. Some of his friends off the block got saved, and you know, um, and, and it's just it's just great to see that God doesn't waste anything. He doesn't waste anything. He maximizes every single opportunity 
uh, for his glory, for his honor, um, and for his praise. And so, so I'm excited. I want to um, also let y'all know that, I don't know if y'all said it last Sunday um, while I was at Piffany Camden. Piffany Camden's doing well, by the way. Things went very, very well at their uh, first year anniversary. Had over 200 people there celebrating with them. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal time. And it was good to see some of y'all over there. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, da, 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 da. So, yeah, 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 I know. I felt, oh, thank you, Beastie. Thank you, Sheeta. Um, the, uh, you know, the, um, we, we have been trying to work on an album for a while, just get an album done, because people everywhere is always asking how y'all can get the music, y'all write stuff, because uh, we have people that write, and uh, some people that no longer here have written some great stuff, and they want some of that available. And so um, when I was in, and my, myself, my wife, Tiff, and Aaron were in, Dallas a few weeks ago, um, um, there was a secret meeting hell, and the village decided to give $20,000 for us to do our album. Y'all can do better than that. Um, and so if you follow Pastor Matt on Twitter, uh, Pastor Matt or jo Josh Patterson, any of them, shoot out a thank you to them and the Village Church on behalf of Pivot Fellowship. We're going to be doing a video for them. Over the last seven years, they've invested uh, close to a half a million dollars into this ministry. And so uh, we thank the Lord for his mercy for churches that believe in what God is doing here at 17th and Diamond in little old Philadelphia. Amen, somebody. Amen, amen. You can give them a hand praise again. You can give them a hand praise again. All right, all right. That don't mean ease up on your giving, though. Amen. Oh, we, we good? We go, okay, Pastor, you know, I was, I was about to bring it out since you mentioned that, but nah. Honor the Lord with the first of it, your wealth. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Um, uh, we, we are in uh, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 25. Let's read. I'll start. You know how we do. You continue to read. Verses 18 through 25 of Genesis 2. Then the Lord God said, keep going. Amen, amen. In this installment of our first message in the Eve Redeemed series on uh, restoring women back to God's intention, that's our series title. 
the, the message today will be, we need the real you. We need the real you. Father, again, we just pray uh, that you don't pacify us, but you purify us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, you know, it was, we're starting off this series today, and I, I think that it is extremely important uh, as we start off this series to just begin in the place of beginnings. When you look at the place of beginnings, you see God's intention for things. Um, you know, womanhood has had, a, a, to me in culture, just a phenomenal level of estrangement. Um, that estrangement has been interesting because back in the days, uh, certain ethnicities of women were only able to be mammies on TV, you know. Then later on, you know, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, uh, but mammies and saying, yasa, you know, that's all I can say on TV. And um, then later on, you know, we had the black exploitation era, uh, you know, during the 70s. And then uh, during the 80s, we had the whatever that was era. Uh, psychedelic, whatever, and then, you know, the video era in the 90s, uh, rump shaker videos, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't be acting like, I'm saved. I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. You know what I'm saying? So we, had the, we have those type of things, and, 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 and then up to day when women have probably the most opportunity for freedom to express themselves in ways that are above level and above standard, they've submitted themselves to an exploitation that has plagued womanhood for millennia. And, 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 it, and it's, it, it mind boggles me that now that there is a professionalism that women have taken it. If you're going to exploit me, then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the way you exploit me to exploit getting loot from you. And so we got all kinds of reality shows now. You got love and hip hop. Oh my God. Oh my God. To the tenth power. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, you, you get. You got Hollywood wives. You got mob wives. You know. You got. I'm, I probably missed something. You know. They got. And then they got sisterhood. Pray for me. That's all I'm gonna say. Pray for me. You know. Just interestingly enough, that women are presented as caddy, opportunists, gold diggers, and worthless. And, 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 so, and so, but, but, but it wasn't so in the beginning because Genesis is the place of beginnings where God begins to lay out his intentions for women. Eve, just like Adam, Adam was the prototypical man. In other words, uh, he was supposed to set the tone of what manhood would be like for eternity. Uh, 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 and so God was going to allow him to be that prototypical man. And just as he is the prototypical man, so also Eve was to be the prototypical woman. In other words, women were going to learn the pictorial of what it means to be a woman uh, from Eve's stature, but based on God investing, instructing, inserting, and imputing value, worth, stature, direction, and particular emphases that would help her to 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 to, to be be a mogul, if you will, for womanhood. And so we come here in the pre-fall state of manhood and womanhood, and we see uh, the creation of man and the creation of woman. And I just want to qualify this. Men, don't check out, because you're going to learn some stuff, too, on this series, just like the ladies uh, learn some stuff in the manhood series. Ladies, this is not going to be a beat-me-up series, you know. 
The brothers are here to nudging me. It's Pastor, get him. Get him, Pastor. Pastor, I'm going to tear them up. Tear them up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that's not what it's about. But we're going we're gonna to have some issues, though, during the course of this series. Um, I'm just going to qualify. Don't send me no crazy emails this time, okay? I got some emails. It wasn't in the spirit either. <laughs> emails. Um, last time I just did a two-part series on womanhood and got email from uh, overseas. So, um, so, um, so I'm just like, wow. So I'm just qualifying, you know. I'm just hopefully saying what God has said and not letting the fallenness of my humanity be imputed in the expression of <laughs> this. <laughs> I see you, brother. I ain't going to look at you. Um, <laughs> um, 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 this message. So first, first uh, point, we got a few points. I'm going to get through them all today. Um, we need the real you. The first point in us needing the real you is that women are a necessary good. Women are a necessary <laughs> good. Um, it, 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 in verse 18a, the A portion of the verse the Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. Now, I know in Epiphany Past, we have emphasized community from this passage that believers need, man was created so he can be in community with people, and this is what the principle is about. Well, exegetically, that is not really what this principle points to in its emphasis. Um, 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 the point is, is that God had created the heavens and the earth. When he created uh, the heavens and the earth, he said, what? It is what? Good. When he created the waters, he said, it is? When he created land, he said, it is? When he created cattle and fish and all of those types of things, he said, it is? But for the first time in the Bible, God says that something is not good. Now, it's interesting that he doesn't say something in his creation isn't good. He's saying something in the situation that the creation is in isn't good. Because everything that God made, he made it good. As a matter of fact, at the end of this section, we see that he said, of chapter 1, he says it was very good, including man and woman. But, but, but because woman didn't exist at this point, uh, man, God said it is not good for man to be alone. And in, in other words, God is not talking about a, 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 a human deficiency in man. He's talking about the fact that there are things that I have anointed man to do. There are edicts that I have on man's life. There are decrees that I have for him that are so important that he cannot do them alone. In other words, I have a plan for how I want to be glorified. I have a plan for how I want to be seen. And so because of that, I have to make sure that man understands that it's not good for him to be alone because what I've called him to do, he can't do it on his own. And, 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 so, and so, therefore, we see that even in the mind of God, that God, woman was not an afterthought. She was a forethought. But he wanted her to be birthed out of need. Somebody say need. And so because she was to be birthed out of need, um, he wanted to make sure that his glory was maximized on planet Earth. And because these two people, we'll talk about later, will act as vice regents and representatives of his glory, he wants to see them equally honor and glorify them. him. That's why he said it was not good for man uh, to be alone. One, 
One commentator says it the same way in relation to it not being good that man be alone. Could you imagine an earth full of men? It would be no decorations. Everything would be stony, no gardens, no beauty, just rocky land. Fighting all the time, wrestling, just spontaneous wrestling matches, <laughs> spontaneous arm bars and headlocks, punches. Just somebody just go punch somebody in the stomach and keep walking. I mean, it would just been a brutal planet if it was just dudes on the planet. And so, and so therefore, uh, therefore, women are not an afterthought, they're in God's forethought in creating the world and making sure that his glory would be upon both. So the equality of man and woman is clear throughout the passage, as well as the fact that God made them different. God making man and woman different is very, very important, which I'll talk about in a second. Different in their function, but equal in their value. And so that means that we have to be careful of acting like women have less value than men because both of them are equal in their ability to honor and glorify the Lord. Which brings me to my next point. And I need, in the, in the need for women to be real women, women were created equally to glorify God. I know it sounds redundant, but stay with me. He said, I will make a helper. Somebody say helper. Help us suitable to him. And so what he's saying here is he's not, as we build a foundation, he's not saying that she's his flunky, uh, his stooge, his go-getter, right? Well, one woman was never supposed to be man's stooge. She was supposed to be a helper. As a matter of fact, throughout the Bible, God is called a helper. And, then, and God being called a helper, that doesn't mean helper here points to her being like God to him in the sense of help. It's just the fact that helper isn't a subordinate term of value. Helper here points to the fact that without her, man wouldn't glorify God like he was created to do. Therefore, you were created for glory. Let me just say that to you again so it can sink into your bones. You were created for glory. That means you were created to show off the beauty of who God is, and without you, there is some glorification that God wouldn't get. Now, don't get it twisted in thinking that God couldn't be glorified without you, because God, by in his essence, is glorious. However, he has choose to physically cast his shadow, which is really light, not darkness, on the souls of those who would be reflectors of who he is glory. So God could not have created us, and he could have still been glorified. He could still be honored. He could still be praised. But there was something in his heart and his mind that he wanted man and woman to be able to equally do together, yet in a different functionality in being helper to man. And so what is he to help her to do? I mean, what is she to help him to do? I'm glad about that. Now, everything in here ain't going to be about marriage, but it's going to connect to it. But there'll be some single principles here, too. But they were blessed to do several things. First, they were to be fruitful. Somebody say be fruitful. Be fruitful means to, to accomplish God's desired ends. 
to accomplish God's desired ends. That goes back to chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, is that man and woman were created to be fruitful. That means that everything that God, was, everything that God wanted them to do, he set them up to win in being able to execute that particular thing. That means they were both sufficient in their ability to glorify God based on God's creation of them, yet different in function. Um, so, 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 so that means to be anointed to do what God wanted them to do next is to multiply. Somebody say multiply. Multiply. That, 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 that points to the fact that God wanted man and woman to work together to create image bearers. That means that God created men to be manly men. Amen. Um, and created women to be womenly women. He created men not to be just masculine, but he created them to be godly masculine. He created women to be feminine, but godly feminine, not just feminine. And what he created is, is for a godly man to get with a godly woman because they're in a relationship with God, come into a godly union, have uh, sex and enjoy it together. Amen, somebody. To have godly sex. I hear you, doc. And then... After that, to have children, and they raise up, and they pour into them the nutrients of what it means to be in a relationship with God, raising godly men, godly women, and then them growing up, meeting a godly man or godly woman under God, having a godly union, having godly sex, having children, raising them up to be godly, having those children go out again and raising them up to be godly, and then they meet another godly person, those two godly people come together into a godly union and to have godly children that they raise out to send out into the world to reproduce the image of God. And it was supposed to saturate the planet so that everywhere there was a manly man and a manly woman, there would be the glory of God. So we were to be effectually the train of God's robe filling the temple of planet earth. Man and woman together in their proper functionalities. That is very, very important for us to write in their prop. Don't live less than your calling. Anything outside of what God anointed you to be, even if you think it's an upgrade, is a downgrade if it isn't God's view of what he wants you to be. See, because a natural promotion in man's eyes can be a spiritual demotion in God's eyes. And so you have to be willing to recognize that manly womanhood, I mean, manly manhood, womanly womanhood is a part of God's design next and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. That means they were supposed to be ruling partners, king and queen of the planet, vice regents, ruling together equally but different in function, her under his authority, but her influencing his authority. See, if you understood your role, ladies, as a helper, you would understand instead of trying to take authority and trying to assert yourself, you got to understand the biblical philosophy of influence. See, women were, see, if you understand your role well, you're the authority without the position. See, some some of the married women that's been in this for a while understand what I'm saying. Because at first, you tried to make your husband do something, and it wasn't working, and you got mad and hot. Because he ain't doing like you wanted him to do. And so God matured you 
And then, and then instead of saying, Bay, I need this to be done. Bay, I need this to be done. Bay, I need, Bay, Bay, Bay. You just, you just say, this is what you do. You, 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 come on, baby. I know you don't like this. And she, she, she come up to you, she said, hi, babe. How you doing? Give me a hug. Give me a kiss. How you doing, sweet? And rubbing my back and talking to me. And she do that, and I don't know what she's saying. Um, and, <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, is it what she want? Is it what she want? And she said, say, babe, I really, you know, you are such a godly man. And I mean, you have been influencing me. And, you know, we, you know what we should do? You should think about it. And then I'll be like, you know what, baby? That's, that, I think we should do that. <laughs> Why? Because you're the influence without the authority, yet the influence has authority. And that's very, very important. You, were, you have an ass- ability to subdue your husband. Did you? Oh, I, I got to keep moving because y'all ain't with the brother. All right. He said a helper suitable. This is, this is banging right here. Check it. It means matching or corresponding to him. The form and nature are, are matching by the woman's woman as she reflects and compliments him. Together, they correspond. In short, this, prep, this, this means that she has everything that God has invested in him, but different. That, that's key. What makes us needed is our difference. If both of you are the same, somebody's not needed. <laughs> because God made us different. That's why the rampant rise, and we don't beat people up who struggle with homosexuality. But the issue with homosexuality is not the act. It's the disposition towards role, which leads to an act of sexual impropriety. Because because homosexuality fights against the reproducing of the divine image on the planet. Therefore, in essence, it can't reproduce. Therefore, it's the bastardization of roles. Because the enemy wants to stop the reproducing of the image. And if he can get us to, 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 to shy away from reproduction, he knows that the glory that God wants won't happen. That's the issue with it. And then he'll have people have, uh, have, have and I'm not, again, I'm not dogging any, please don't hear me dogging you. Because the gospel is sufficient to free you, Right? But, but if you have children out of wedlock and you're having daddy issues, m- baby mama drama, what happens is, is there's not two simultaneously submissive godly people who are pouring godly principles into that child. And God's grace can cover them still. But what it creates is confusion in the mind of the child. Then the image goes out into the world confused. And so God's a hundredfold plan is that, that, is that manly men and womanly women would get together and honor his name through this ruling stature of their complementary nature, not forcing pieces into places where they don't go. Now, what do I mean by that? My son, my, young, my youngest son, I hate when he plays Lego. Hate it. <laughs> hate it because he's, I can't get nothing done. Because he got these blocks. He's going to build them up. He's going to put the smallest ones on the bottom, biggest ones on the top. What's going to happen? Tumbulations, all right? Right? 
Then he'll get, then he'll get the little tiny, tiny Legos with the big, big Legos and try to put them together. Daddy, it won't fit. Daddy, daddy, why they won't get together? And I don't know what he's saying after that, right? And so I'm saying, son, this doesn't go with that. But I wanted to go together. I wanted to go I'm like, what you saying, son, right? Because what he's doing is he's trying to effectually put together something that was never created to be attached. Some of you in your life have been attaching yourself to some people, some places, and some things that wasn't anointed for your life to be connected to. And you steadily trying to force a connection. You Facebooking. You stalking them. You know that little thing? Come on. I know my stalkers on Facebook and want to learn how I learn how my stalk. You know, my top ten stalkers and all of that kind of. You stalking me. And you like, listen, 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 listen. Some stuff. Listen, stop trying to force what God hasn't anointed. That's why the helper was suitable. She slid right into place. That's what you need. You need, you need your stuff to slide. You need your stuff to slide, slide right into place. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta let that thing slide into place. You got to let it slide into place. Y'all don't know that right there, but you need to let things slide into place. And, 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 and because when stuff slides into place, you don't have to make it happen. That don't mean it won't be difficulty, but because it fits, the difficulty doesn't break things up because God locked it together. <laughs> Piper and Grudem says something in Recovering Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. He says that, he says that, uh, he says that is, God called man with the counsel and help of the woman. This is so banging. He says to see that male and female partnership serves the purposes of God, not the sinful urges or either member of the partnership. What will now emerge clearly from Genesis 2 is that male-female equality does not constitute undifferentiated sameness. That's powerful. Because now, even though they have unity to glorify God, there's a difference that makes both necessary. And because of that, when Jesus died on the cross, what we see after the fall, later when he dies on the cross, it had wrapped up in it to make the church a suitable helper to him. That's why we needed redemption through the cross. Because, because creation became unsuitable. Unsuitable helper. And so Christ saves to reinstitute suitable church, wife, bride to glorify him better than before the fall. That's what the gospel does. All of us were unsuitable. But without Christ, we were unsuitable. But with the blood of Christ, suitability has been placed back in union with Lord Yeshua. Because, because there were three things that man and woman were anointed to do together. They were called to say responsibility, 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 responsibility. Representation, representation, and relationship. It's very, very important. Representation points to the fact that man and woman 
have a level of ranking spiritual authority is what she had. A level of authority. Did you know that? He said, you are to rule and subdue the earth. He wasn't just talking to the man. He was talking about the man and the woman together as they played their role in being vice rulers of planet earth under Yahweh himself. We were second in command together on earth, in the earth realm, with authority and might and power and strength together as long as we stayed the way God wanted us to stay. Responsibility points to purpose. You weren't haphazardly created. You were created. Listen, God was meditating on you for eternity. How do I know? He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So that's why nothing in your life takes God by surprise. He's not rocked by your life. Because he sees all things past, present, future, active, actual, and potential. I can't even mentally handle and preach that. Oh, my God. So you were created with purpose. That means that you were created with something in particular in mind, not your own personal sinful innovation. You were, you, were cre- you were created very specifically by the king for what he wanted you to be. How dare we come on the scene and try to change what he's created us to be? But you were also created, check this out, for relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with man. Now, these were to not be equal but have strength. That means, ladies, you were created to have a relationship with God. As a matter of fact, Eve had a relationship with God before she had a relationship with man. Adam had a relationship with God before, she, before he had a relationship with Eve. Now, you, can't, you can survive with just having a relationship with God. Amen. You'll survive. Wish I had some help right there. You'll be, all, you'll be all right if it's just you and God locked arms together. Hell bent or high water if it's just you and your king. Bible in your hand, tears rolling down your face, hair messed up, mascara running. If it's just you and God, for God you live, for God you die. But if it's just you and man and no God, you're in trouble. See, some of y'all prefer man over God and wondering why they working. You have left him. He's like, I'm here. I want to be your husband. Now I want a husband so bad that your principles get in the way of it happening. So I would rather be married and have less than what you want than to be without him and have all that you want. Man, God, listen, man, well, listen, you, men and women are insufficient to glorify God individually like he fully wanted together, but that doesn't take their value away if they're not together. 
your marriage doesn't create value for you. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm just telling. I'm just telling you today in tongues. I wish I could pray in the Holy Ghost right now, but I don't like doing it publicly. But I'm just telling you right. I do. I do. But I'm not doing it publicly. But I'm just telling you right now. Your value is not in marriage. Adam and Eve had value before God put them together. <laughs> They had, they, uh, listen, so your value is, oh, God, help me. Listen, you got to, I don't know what lie somebody done told you wrong. Listen, I don't know who told women that, that I got to be on the saga of getting married, and if I'm not, I'm not valued. What makes Eve Eve is God. I'm just, I'm just telling you, man, if, if you don't get that, there is nothing you can put in. I know some of y'all are struggling with not being married, but listen, push into God. Push into him. Let's just determine that you can say, God, with tears in your eyes, I say, I'm sick of being alone. But my problem is, is I think I'm alone. See, see, when you think you're alone, that doesn't mean the desire to be married will go away. Strangely, it just doesn't go away. But you can manage it by pushing into God. <laughs> I got to move. I've got to move. But he's sufficient to keep you. He is. And you better be encouraged by it. And stop letting any old joker from the left field of the sun. I, I'm trying to move on. But some of y'all got every Negro from on the left to the right, hitting it from here to the Himalayas. But I'm just trying to let you know that you better let yourself loose. If I see one more woman that's not married go in Victoria's Secrets, I am going to go surfing on that flat screen TV. I'm just going to keep moving. I just, I'm about to get to rest in a minute. Let me go to the next point. I got two more points. Y'all got to let me get through them, man. Um, women help men grow up. That's my next point. Women, now it's in the text. I've never seen it before. This is my body. Women help men grow up. It's right there in the text. Now, 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 now y'all, y'all didn't even know that. But you trying to, but, but see, Listen, let me just say this. You can't grow. <laughs> you can't, listen, you can't, you can't grow him up before you get married. I'm about to get in the text. <laughs> but see, some of y'all, I know the trick. You want to get a fine dude. They got a job in a car in a crib, and you want to put him in the femininity training program. Because you think if you get him godly with all the, all the preferences you got, then you like, but who wants a man that they discipled? Help me.
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's right here in the text, though. It's right here in the text. It's right. Listen. It's right here in the text. <laughs> listen, I'm just telling you. It's right here in the text. Let me get the text. Come back. Come back. Come back. It says, it says, now check it out. It says, now, <clears throat> out of the ground, God had formed every beast of the field. And every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. <laughs> the man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But, Adam, but for Adam, there was not found a helper fit or suitable for him. So I don't know. Some people try to over, like, it's not in the text. So God didn't say pick a helper and then bring animals before him. That's not what happened. I, I don't believe that. Just let the text be the text. He brought, he, he brought somehow, I, I believe God had, it, there was a need that Adam knew he had in him. As he brought the, God brought the animals to him individually, he began naming him, and he no, possibly, possibly, the text isn't clear, Notice that everybody had a companion but him. And, 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 and they were able to glorify God because they had their prospective counterpart available to help them to glorify God. So the lion had the lionesses. You know what I'm saying? The dolphins had their pods, right? The birds had other birdies. <laughs> Hippopotami. Had other hippopotami. Check that English grammar. Um, everything was set in place to glorify God. Fish in water. Water around fish. But he knew that he could not. He knew that he could not be fruitful and multiply by himself. And so God, being the good God he is, it says, So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And this was the first surgical anesthesia. I don't know how God did it. I don't know if he said sleep and Adam just went out. <laughs> but this deep sleep is a surgical sleep he put him in. And God did surgery. God opened up his side and pulled a rib out and formed a rib into a woman. Listen to this. This is nuts, right, to me, that God... Went into the, now man came out of dust. We, she, we, she, you know, we, woman come out of the side. You know what I'm saying? And I am blown away that God took particular attention to creating man and woman. He, he, he took man from the dust of the ground and formed in whether it's clay dust, who cares? Scholars just argue about her big boy. He pulled him somewhere out of some type of dusty stuff on the ground. <laughs> All right? Guys argue about stupid stuff, right? Then he opened his side. Did an incision. What's interesting is that I don't believe this is characterization of anthropomorphism or personalization or characterization. I believe that it was the God of heaven presenting himself in a human form, not some type of euphemistic language. I believe he literally bodied himself in some way, shape, or form. I believe it's the pre-incarnate Christ. And Jesus reaches into his side and does surgery and pulls out a rib. And then 
takes the rib and makes a woman. Listen, if God will take that type of time to put his hands on you to fashion you, how dare you let some other nitwit or fool put his hands on you to foul you up? God did a special incarnation, pre-incarnate visitation on earth for part of his greatest creation, you. That's why we are his masterpiece. That God, the eternal artist, the first sculptor, the first spoken word artist, he did spoken word in chapter one. He did sculpting in chapter two. God is an all-around artist. And, and, and so this, this, this thing is beautiful to me. But, but listen to what it says after he did this. Listen, 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 check this out. Now I'm going longer, so y'all just know that, right? I'm going a little longer today. Pray for me. I'm not going too long, though, because I don't want y'all to fall asleep. Look, he says, since the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he was asleep, he took one of his ribs and closed it in its place with flesh. Dope. No surgical wound, nothing, right? No marks. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man made into a woman and brought her to the man. He brought her to the man. Eve didn't go looking for a man. He was already, he already had the word of God. He had been working. He had a place to live. And right after that, at that point, God got Eve and brought her to the man. Now, this is dope. Now, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever been on the anesthesia, but he gets brought out of his anesthetic sleep. Now, he gets brought out of his anesthesia. You know, he comes out of anesthesia. I don't know if he's, you know, I don't know how God did it. If he's just like this and everything. I don't know. Well, he was like, oh, man, what happened? I don't know if he, I don't know. But, but when he woke up, God didn't, he didn't do an introduction of the, look, at it, it, in the text, show me, Adam, this is Eve. Eve, meet Adam, right? He did not even do that. Adam woke up. Looked up, and he said, now you brought a lot of stuff before me, God. (laughs) But he's like, you brought a lot of stuff before, he said. And so he went into, listen, he started prophesying. It says, then the man said, I believe he started hooping right here. He said, at last, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. (laughs) She shall. That Negro started prophesying, Doc. He said, she'll be called woman. Good God Almighty. He said, 
He said, he said, he said, he said, and because she was taken out of man. Then he goes into prophecy mode. Ain't no first Corinthians written, you know what I'm saying? Prophecy, ain't no prophets existed yet. He started, how know he prophesied? He prophesied about things that ain't even happened yet. He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother. That joke ain't seen a mother or father before <laughs> ever in his life. But the, listen, the woman was so stunning that he got a spiritual gift and started prophesying about her. He said, she's so, I mean, this chick's so bad, God. I'm going to leave father and mother. I mean, you know, me and you in a good relationship, but dang, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he will cling to his wife. You help him to grow up. You help him to grow up. How? Because I don't know, if, when a man meets the woman of his dreams, he's like, I got to get my stuff together. Why? Because you're like, I got to get rid of anything that's not going to allow me to be dedicated to honoring God by pouring myself into her. Cling to her. Come here, girl. That's what a real man does. A real man doesn't have to be coached. A real man says, it's time to man up. His boy's like, oh, you don't hang out with us no more. Oh, you wild. Remember back in the day we used to hang together? Oh, man, you's a wild dude. He's like, yeah, got a wife now, dog. Go get you one. Listen, listen, a woman changes a man's perspective on everything. And if you're married now and your wife hasn't helped you to be changed, something's wrong. You can't blame her where the marriage is not for free, dudes. And women, allow yourself to be clung to. He can't cling to you if you don't let him. There is some growth in his life that's contingent upon your submissiveness to him clinging to you. You can't push him away. You have to pull him close. Wish I had time. I ain't got no time left. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Um, I'm going to get his last point. I'm going to be out your way. Last point. Women were created to be free from emotional bondage. Um, verse 25 is probably the most coded and powerful verse in the chapter. Um, because it says <clears throat> that the two were naked and not ashamed. Now, them being naked meant innocence and integrity. And <clears throat> not ashamed meant that in the midst of their integrity and innocence, there was nothing about it that was embarrassing to them because they were freed up to be one flesh. That means the only people they knew before one another is God. The only person that they had a relationship with before they got married was God. Why? Because a relationship with God helps you to overcome all types of emotions. See, some of y'all need to stop being in these phony relationships. See, the reason why some of us aren't prepared to marry because you got too many dudes in your system. See, some of y'all, 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 y'all getting related. Hi, Pastor, I want you to meet this guy. I'm like, who is he? Who is he? What's up, boy? What's up, man? What's your name? Yeah, hi. I'm going to squeeze his hand real hard. Then I'm going to say, yo, um... What's the plan here? Oh, pastor, my pastor's crazy. He's always just, pastor. 
And so you don't want me to jam them because it'll mess things up. Oh, the, the, the pain in mind of him. No, nah, no, nah, what's the plan for? I mean, you know, we talking, I said, about what? What you talking about? I mean, what's the goal of this relationship? Well, you know, a little of this, a little bit of that. Let's see, that's stomach ministry right there. That's jaw ministry, right? But see, what, 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 but, but let, me just, let me just show you something. Dude, come up to you, how you doing? Um, my name is, get your number. Let's holler. You know, he called y'all Facebook, become Facebook friends, all that. Let's meet up. We go out, and you, 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 you slobbing each other down by the water and all of that, holding hands, holding pinkies, going out to eat. You know what I'm saying? And doing whatever. Then, let's just say you don't even have any intercourse, right? And you're and you, you, you filling him. But he's not as into it as you are. Then, boom, somehow the relationship breaks up. Then you're lonely again. Ha, 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 wham, wham, wham. I want a relationship. I want to be married. I'm tired of being alone. What's up, girl? How you doing? How you doing? You in pain, ain't you? You hurting, ain't you? Yeah, I went through a relationship just like that recently. And then there you go. Boom. Another relationship. Boom. That breaks up. Then you get another relationship. Boom. Nothing goes anywhere. 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 Nothing. When are you going to learn? You better wait for God to bring you to him because he that finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with the Lord. Listen, there is some favor that men won't get until you're in their life. There just ain't, just ain't some, some stuff ain't going to happen, ain't going to come through because God ain't blessed them with you yet. But you steady allowing yourself to be somebody's play toy when you're a good thing rather than just a thing. Just trying to let you know, listen, God through Christ has redeemed your ability to be better than the first Eve. Christ's death restores you into not old humanity, but new manity, new humanity. And you're, you're a new woman. And you got Christ and you still on the lookout? It's nothing wrong with being there. You'll be attracted to a lot of people, but you, you shouldn't be married to a lot of people. People will come past you, you'll think they're fine, you'll think they're godly, all of that, but you wait. And in the meantime, you'll be all right. The Lord your God is your husband. Now, see, I know, one girl told me, Pastor, I hate it. When y'all say the Lord thy God is your husband, because you know what that means? That means that's going. I'm not getting married. That's what it means. <laughs> and this is what I want us to do: stop centering your life on being married. Yeah. Stop, stop center your life on being content with the Lord. Don't don't rip, don't don't mistake. I'm closing. Don't mistake. Contentment for complacency. There's a difference. Complacency says is, is, is a place of despair where you don't believe God's going to do anything. Contentment says, I'm going to enjoy you no matter what my life is like. So marriage is just another joy under the big umbrella of joy. It's not my joy. That's different. That's different. 
Because the joy that he gives the world, including men, didn't give it and can't take it away. So joy transcends marriage. I'm sitting down. But I'm just letting y'all know, you better learn to make him your resting place. Because if he's not your resting place, Eve, before you get married, he won't be when you get married. Give your heart to God. He is, listen, he, he takes very good care of hearts. He takes very I'm, I'm closing. I'm tr- but he, he takes, he's never broken anybody's heart that he didn't rebuild. If he breaks your heart, it's because you're prideful. He doesn't break your heart out of the love that you entrusted to him. He cares for it, shepherds you. And if you don't love God more than everything, then you'll love everything more than God. I got to sit down. But I'm just, I want you to just give it up today. Release yourself right now. Say, God, I, listen, listen, God, I I want all that you have for me, even if he right now isn't what you have for me. I got to sit down. Father, I keep going. Father, Jesus died that we can have life and life more abundantly. That includes marriage, but it doesn't center on marriage. Um, marriage is a part of it. And God, I just pray that sisters in here, I've, I've, I've watched sisters for years allow themselves to be strung out on fools and foolishness. And God, my prayer is that the God of heaven, through Christ's death on the cross and resurrection, would be more than enough. <laughs> Bring healing when necessary and needed. Bring healing to sisters that are in here that are struggling with their identity in you. Lord, restore to them that reality. If somebody is in here and they don't know you, oh, God, will you bring them to faith in you? May they recognize that Christ's death is sufficient to remove all guilt and sin and emotional damage, all of that. He restores everything. Somebody here may not have any femininity. Heal them that they may walk in godly femininity.